Welcome to episode eight of Yins Are Good. I am your host, Tressa Glover. I hope Yins are doing well. And if you're not, if you're having a rough day, I think you've come to the right place. I think this episode is going to lift you up and make you smile. I have two interviews, actually, to share with you today. The first is with Jesse Deskner one of the organizers of the Northside Holiday Market, ooh, which is now underway. So we're going to learn all about that. And actually, speaking of the holidays, uh, this episode is being released about a week and a half uh, before Thanksgiving. And I know this holiday season will look very different for most of us. Uh, many of us won't be able to be with our loved ones in person uh, or of course, some of us have, have suffered losses of loved ones. So I know it's going to be a difficult time. And um, no doubt it may leave us feeling a little bit lonely or just blue, as my mom would say. Uh, but I don't know, maybe knowing that we're all going through it together is of some help. But I thought over the coming weeks as the holidays approach, uh, we could share with each other some of our favorites, put a smile on our faces, warm our hearts, holiday memories from any time in your life. Heck, maybe this Thanksgiving will surprise you and provide you with something special. Uh, but please send us an email, leave us a voicemail, uh, post it on our Facebook page. Just please tell us about your fond holiday memory and I will share it on air. And uh, we're actually taking stories from anywhere Oh, yeah. I'm not limiting this to just the Pittsburgh area. So we have listeners outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, heck, we have listeners in Ireland and Germany and Singapore. Hello to you all, by the way. Yins are all good. <laughs> so 1-833-399-GOOD or yinsaregood at gmail.com. And of course, we're always looking for any story of good that you want to share with all of us. So please, of course, keep those coming too. But back to this episode. Uh, the second interview that I've gotten lined up for you is with Marianne Baird and Jonathan Kaplan, the creators, writers, and stars of a new web series called Mares and Caps. And the pilot was shot right here in Pittsburgh. And Marianne and John actually reached out to me and said, keeping with our theme here at Yins Are Good, that they wanted to share their stories of generosity and support that they've received from the Pittsburgh community. And I said, well, yes, absolutely. And we had such a wonderful conversation just positive and refreshing and fun and thought-provoking and uh, you'll get to hear about their show too so it's awesome oh and of course you know we're we're gonna have another round of name that neighborhood but this week I'm changing it up a little this week I'm calling it what is name that neighborhood and it'll be in the style of Jeopardy as a tribute to its host, of course, Alex Trebek, who passed away just over a week ago. 
Don will again be my guest. Uh, so we'll see how he feels about that little change up. But with all of that said, let's get to the good stuff. And here is my conversation with Jesse from the Northside Leadership Conference. And they're the ones who host the Northside Holiday Market. Uh, and this market provides a chance for artists, artisans, specialty vendors to sell and showcase their materials that, of course, they've missed out on some opportunities uh, during the pandemic. So take a listen. So um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and um and how you're involved with this holiday market yeah so i am the main street assistant with the Northside leadership conference and uh, i am currently putting together the Northside holiday market which uh, starts this this saturday uh, november 14th and so it is the Northside holiday market where is it exactly uh in the north side yeah, so there are going to be two, uh, two market locations, both on East Ohio Street. Uh, one will be indoors at 431 East Ohio Street. Uh, that's the former Farmer's Daughter flower shop space. And they moved across the street, and they moved into a much bigger location at 502 East Ohio Street. And the uh, Holiday Market's second location will be uh, in the vacant lot next to their current business ah gotcha so it's november through december right on saturdays yeah yeah so how did this all come about yeah so uh, you know you don't need me to explain how detrimental uh 2020 has been uh to local businesses and artists uh so this is kind of a dual purpose uh event and one is to provide opportunities to uh, Northside and other local artists, artisans, and special specialty vendors uh, that usually uh, do multiple markets and vendor fairs throughout the year. This is an opportunity to give them, uh, you know, some some a space to sell and showcase their work where otherwise they missed out on pretty much all their usual opportunities. The the second main goal of the, the Northside Holiday Market is to uh, bring some extra foot traffic and shoppers and patrons to the uh, Deutschtown and East Ohio Street Business District. Uh, this business district is by far the largest in the Northside, and it's really extremely busy uh, in November and December with holiday shoppers and, and just people walking around and enjoying the holiday you know, atmosphere and festivities. But obviously this year, it's COVID's taking a toll on the business district. So uh, this is a good opportunity to bring some, some life into the, into the business district. And, uh, you know, these, these businesses definitely need people's help. So it, it, it's, it's a good opportunity to, you know, hopefully pump some life uh, into these businesses. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't even know that this business district exists. You know, people that have been in Pittsburgh for, you know, multiple years, have never really made it down to East Ohio Street before. Do you have um, an idea of, uh, in general, how many artisans are involved overall? Or Yeah, so we've had about 15 or so uh, vendors sign up, and they are all different kinds of vendors. 
And uh, each weekend we'll have a di different uh, combination of the vendors. You know, not, not all of them are going to be there every single weekend. Uh, so each weekend will be a little bit different uh, in terms of, you know, your, what, what options you have. So that, that's kind of exciting for, you know, people who, you know, maybe come one weekend and realize, that, oh, the next weekend is going to be, you know, there, there might be some, some uh, vendors that we hadn't seen before. So people can keep going back. And especially like just 2020 in general, people are looking for new, for places to go. <laughs> um, and of course, in a safe way too. And I know that you do have, um, you're asking, or it's required. Is it required yeah. that people wear masks? Yeah. Yeah. So it's required for both indoor and outdoor space. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter even if it's outdoors, you know, we're still requiring, uh, we're still requiring masks and social distancing for anyone who, uh, who enters the market. And that's also a, re a requirement for the vendors as well. So if you could give us a sense of some of the different types of arts or crafts yes. or, you know, like types of vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mentioned, there's, there's a pretty eclectic mix of vendors. There's going to be uh, painters, photographers, uh, sculptors. There's, uh, there's a vendor who has uh, like mixed media on wood, um, you know, like uh, different handmade, uh, holiday trinkets and, and decorations. So, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of things. And like I said, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a different looking market every year. And so oh, it's a little windy where you are, but it's cool. Yeah. I'm outside. Hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a beautiful day today for the middle yeah. of November. So standing in a little patch of sun right now. Ah, yes. Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. And is there a place if people, you know, to get the specifics for this, is there a website or a Facebook page or? Yeah, so our website is pittsburghnorthside.com. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best to keep that up to date. And then uh, we'll, we, we, po we post everything on our social media pages too. So uh, we, are, we, we show up as Pittsburgh's Northside on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Very cool. And is, is there anything in particular or about this market that you're the most excited about? Is there something that, or at least, or maybe thinking about what are you hoping for? for yeah, really, yeah, just really hoping that, you know, this gives people something to remember. You know, it's obviously been a difficult year, so it gives, some, it gives people something to look forward to. Um, and then, like I said, you know, a huge goal of this is to, you know, get people uh, out to, some of the local businesses that really need help and, you know, mm -hmm. hearing back from businesses uh, about, you know, efforts like this and seeing like some positive returns and seeing how it's actually making a difference and keeping them afloat and actually helping them keep their lights on. I mean, that, that, that makes all the difference, you know? And so, and then this market is actually hosted by the Northside leadership conference. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to tell us, you know, take a second, tell us a little bit about um, who they are. Who yes. They are. So the Northside Leadership Conference is the Community Development Corporation for the Northside. Uh, it's you know, a little complicated to explain uh, because we wear a lot of hats. Uh, we do real estate development. Uh, we have a partnership with Allegheny General Hospital and, and, and do different health and wellness yeah. initiatives. We just recently uh, partnered with the Census Bureau to do census awareness push to help get people signed up for the census. Uh, we do business development. Um, and one of the main things that we do 
the general public would be familiar with our, our events, uh, which this year was a very unique, unique year and a majority of them did not happen. But we usually do uh, the Deutschland Music Festival and Northside Sandwich Week, uh, Northside Mardi Gras. We do a bike brewery tour. You know, I mean, one of the one of the best features of, uh, you know, Deutschtown uh, in East Ohio Street and honestly, just all of uh, the Northside business districts are that a majority of businesses are locally owned. Uh, you know, lots of mom and pop shops, a lot of legacy businesses that have been here for decades. So we have a very, you know, small town uh, energy and vibe on the north side. And it's like every other business district, you know, the north side also needs, you know, help from the community. So we're just really excited to uh, see see some uh, extra extra people walking down the street. And hopefully we're just really hoping that, uh, you know, people who visit the market, you know, find find some awesome items at the market and, and maybe find some new favorite artists. And then also hopefully find some new favorite, you know, restaurants or bars or, or shops on the north side. And I plan on being there probably more than once. So I'm so excited. I just have I've enjoyed talking to you so much. And yeah, this no, is so... I, I, I appreciate you having me on. The Northside Holiday Market is going on Saturdays from November 14th through December 19th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So get yourselves on over there to the Northside and check them out. And now it is time for Name That Neighborhood. Hi, Don. Hi, Dreza. Here we are. Yes, we are. This is our eighth. Can you believe it? I cannot. Time mm. has flown. <laughs> Hasn't it, though? It feels like our fourth. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I do. I, I'm, I'm changing things up for this episode. No. I am. And... uh in honor of Alex Trebek oh. uh, and Jeopardy, we this is now what is name that neighborhood? Phrased in the form of a question. You would be correct, Don. So yeah, so I will give you the category, but they're all in the same category. But there's a category. <laughs> <laughs> then um, please remember. To phrase your answer in the form of a question. The category is potent potables. I cannot believe you said that because I was going to say that as a joke. <laughs> you stole my joke and my thunder. <laughs> That's well. fine. Well, I have nothing else to say now. I don't know if I want to play. No. Um, <laughs> You're taking your quiz, uh, quiz show and going home. Yes, I am. All right. Are you ready? Always. Let's do it. The category is Sweet Home Pittsburgh. Mm. So what okay. we're, yeah, what we're looking for are uh, 
the hometowns of the famous people that will be the answer. Did I say that correctly? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I think I understand. Right. So you're going to tell me or ask me the neighborhood from which each of these famous people came from. <laughs> let's Words just get started. They are today. So let's just get started. Let's. Right. Number one. Michael Keaton. Well, I know he is from Kennedy. Uh, as he went to Montour High School with my Aunt Patty. Um, I don't know if you would have it classified as Kennedy or as Robinson, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but it was the McKees Rocks area. And I should say, what is Kennedy Township? I don't know how to do this because, no, I'm going to give it to you because it is correct. And it's McKees Rocks slash mm -hmm. Kennedy slash, I mean, you have more information than. Apparently, oh, sure. Then apparently I do. So, yes. Yes. That is correct. His, his brother was married to my health teacher in high school. So That's I'm, I'm familiar one. with the man. <laughs> and I uh, grew up on a street, uh, McCoy Road in McKee's Rocks. Shooty's Bar was uh, on that street. And that was where he would go from time to time. And also, if you've seen the movie Gung Ho, he wears a St. Malachy t-shirt. Which yes. is in Kennedy Township. Yes, I did mm -hmm. know that. Well, that's just a yes and a couple of bonus points because you went above <laughs> and beyond. Thank you. Thank you. And you did catch yourself changing it to the form of a question because I was nervous about that for you. I, I know. Yeah. Number two. My potable, oh. my potable would not have been potent that day. At all. Mm -mm. Number two. Jeff Goldblum. What is Squirrel Hill? No. Oh. It's not Squirrel Hill. But I think I thought that too. West Homestead. Really? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, I knew he was from the area. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. All right. That's okay. Are you ready? Number three? Yep. Tamara Tooney. Uh, what is CMU? Because I know she went there. Oh, that is good, but I can't really give it to you. Oh, I know. I have zero clue. <laughs> McKeesport. What is McKeesport? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And for uh, those who might not know who Tamara Tooney is, she is, was the coroner on uh, Law & Order SVU. Don, I'm loving this. You're like providing the info that I usually do. This is yeah. fabulous. I try. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, all right. Number four. Are you ready? Uh, well, apparently not. I've only no. gotten one right so far. I know. But go ahead. But you got it really right. So Nice. Uh, Mark Cuban and... Joe Manganello, or if we were in Italy, Manganello. Of course. What is Mount Lebanon? You 
are correct. <laughs> Both of them hailing from Mount Lebanon. As the, the, the T-stop says. That is correct. All right, number five, Andy Warhol. Um, well, just because the museum is there, what is the north side? No, I never thought of that, that it could be in the neighborhood. He's from Oakland. Okay. Oakland. Well, we're going to go. We have a final Jeopardy question. Answer. The Daily Double. (laughs) Maybe next time. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Sure. Gertrude Stein. Oh, man. I have no idea. I have zero idea. Uh, Because I I got it wrong. We're going to go for it again. What is Squirrel Hill? Oh, no, but I like that guess. Funny enough, so Allegheny City, but that is now... The north side. Aha. So Allegheny City um, was absorbed by the city of Pittsburgh in 1907 and is now what we refer to as the north side. Mm. Um, But technically then it would have been Allegheny City is where she was born. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Apparently not me. Well. Um, Did you know that there's a play called Gertrude Stein, Gertrude Stein, Gertrude Stein? No. Yeah, it's a one-woman show. Really? Uh-huh. I assistant directed it in college. I have to check it out. Yes. Well, thank you for playing the modified Name That Neighborhood. Sure. For playing and losing the modified Name yes. That Neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly the losing. Yeah. I feel like there should be uh, one final wah, wah, wah sound. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, I know you will. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. And now on to my interview with Marianne and Jonathan of the Mares and Caps web series. And you'll hear them uh, refer to Carrie Collins, and she is a Pittsburgh-based producer, and also Steve Paris, who is a Pittsburgh-based director. And without further ado. Well, let's uh, welcome first to Yins Are Good. Yes. I'm yes. so happy to so be happy. here. Yins Are Good. We're going to talk about all top of stuff going to Stiller's games, you know. <laughs> You've been working on that. Yes. Well, tell us about yourselves, shall you? And also, <laughs> and... Of course, where how long you've been studying the and you're like, stop doing that for the whole (laughs) show. By the way, why did we bring him on? Yeah, can this just be a? Maybe I'll just talk about you. We wanted to ask you a question. (laughs) Yeah, Jonathan is. So I am from Boston originally, and I think I have a pretty decent Boston accent. Like when I need to put it on, but like when I moved to Pittsburgh, Jonathan just whipped out this Pittsburgh accent. 
Well, I wonder why. I wonder the reason why I I feel like, I feel like I have a little bit of a dexterity with um with uh, accents because my mother's uh, Honduran, so I grew up like having like other languages in my house, and then I would mimic, mm. you know, the way they sounded. So I think I I grew up having like a little bit of ability to yes. mimic. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you may notice, yeah, like yins, like there's these magical words and. Oh, there are gum band. What is that? Oh, gum band is a rubber band. Yes. Wow. And or um, if you're going to like clean up, if you're going to clear the table after dinner, you read up mm. or clean your room, read up. Um, but it's funny growing up because I grew up even um, in the suburbs where as far as the dialect, you don't hear it as much. Yeah. You know, the further out you get from the city. Yeah. But those words, gum band, like those things were completely part of our vernacular. <laughs> then you're like, wait a minute, no one else says this. Right. It's like mm-hmm. not only it's fun, but it's also like inspiring. Like, I think that like the uh, like just sort of like bringing it back to like what we'll talk about is in the show that we created, uh, Mares and Caps, like we intentionally sought to create a fictional place that that if we get to make it has its own like regional flavor. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, mayors. Yes. If I may say. Yes. Mayors. yes, yes. Do, um, so you're from Boston. Yes. Um, also from the suburbs. So I don't have any Boston accent. Yeah. Um, and have been pursuing acting and stuff like that for a long time. And Jonathan and I, um, started working together really in 2015. So my husband and I moved out here at the end of 2016 and really like, I'll say, like, as a New Englander, like, Pittsburgh was never, ever, ever, ever on my ever of, like, someplace to move to. Just, Mm -hmm. but it's just, like, Pittsburgh is just, like, a really wonderful small town city. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing that, the thing that we'll talk about today is (laughs) how wonderful there's this incredibly rich community of people who are not douchebags like they care like there <laughs> there's a gen a genuineness like boston people myself included like or maybe it's just me i don't know can be full of like a lot of like uh airs and like you know not easy to get to know or um mm-hmm. you know a new person's in town ooh competition i mean there's always that but um even still, like the the actors and the creators and the people that came together to put our show together, um, really based on just like some beginning relationships, um, namely Carrie Collins, like really like jumped in and and helped us lead this whole thing. She's amazing. She's amazing, and it blows my mind. I was going to ask actually, um, because Mares and Caps is a Pittsburgh based story. So what actually made you decide to set it here? And then of course, you know, to shoot the pilot here. Well, the, so in the, sh- in the show, the, the city that w- would be, uh, would be called Glitzburg, but obviously mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we're, we're just changing the first two letters of the city. Um, <laughs> well, when we, um, the, the place that we wanted to evoke, uh, was that had um what felt what felt like a a local independent culture that was that was unique to like separate from like the mainstream and i think that a lot of cities 
that aren't like New York, especially, you know, I'm from Long Island and I grew up around Manhattan and Brooklyn, especially at the time when Brooklyn was becoming the the world's focus for what is quote unquote cool. You know, especially what's been sort of copied, like copy pasted onto other places to try to replicate like a like a hipster culture or a downtown thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, I had been touring. I used to tour in rock bands and I would go to like these um, other like places to play that were just off the beaten path and find that in the middle of nowhere, there was like a vibrant like local scene that had its own sort of flavor and rules to it. And I and I've always been attracted to that. So when Marianne wrote relocated to Pittsburgh and we were writing this fiction, this fiction about mares and caps going to the place that they're going to like find their dreams. A lot of the things of like what constitutes that dream world for us were like for me, romanticizing some of those elements about places that are off the beaten path and seem to have their own like local special magic, you know, even yeah. down to the, the, the colloquialisms, the language could be different or like the clothing could be different because there's something that everyone like there's something about how we'd be walking around on the day in Pittsburgh as we were writing. We got together on the weekends and see like the entire city descend in black and gold. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yes. what is happening here? This is <laughs> this mm-hmm. is like an X-Files episode. Mm-hmm. But that like special, like this is something only we know and it's like our world. That's like, there is something magical about that. I think part of the reason to shoot it here too was because I was starting to meet a bunch of people in the Carnegie Screenwriters, um, other, you know, 48 hour film fest, other actors, um, because it was clear that there were people here doing stuff and there was an affordability I think too, the, the part about Pittsburgh where there was, and I don't know if this, how this will translate, but there, you know, Pittsburgh had a huge industry and then there was also a lot of, and then it went away. And so there's like mm-hmm. a mix of like decay around um, certain parts of decay and um, in terms of buildings or um I don't know. The city itself has a lot of um, like awesome restaurants. And so like all kinds of new stuff, you know, over the however many 10, 15, 20 years. But there still is like, you know, in Carrick or like down by um, in Braddock, like um, and some of these old, you know, uh, the Carrie furnaces, like just these old buildings or uh, it's not a building. It's a thing. It's a furnace. Um, (laughs) So this this this. Right next to the Glitzberg, the, you know, we've got it going on. There's this under also uh, decay and remember memory mm-hmm. of old times. When we moved to Pittsburgh and you see all these bridges and then these various like, you know, new developments along the water, like the history is so in your face and it's just really cool. Um, so I've, I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed living in a totally different place that I never would have thought to move to. And may I just say, we're so happy that you're here. <laughs> Thank Aww. you for coming. 
John, thank you for visiting from oh, time of to course. time and for, and for shooting this show for your show and for shooting Oh, well, it for here. sure. And, um, I, and I think that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for, again, the goodwill so yes. of, of everyone. Because we, um, so two years ago, uh, we had, we had, you know, we had made our first series, Killing It, which is, uh, was just a series of vignettes. It was Marianne and I just sort of figuring out how we worked together. At that point, we were not thinking of a, like an overarching story. We basically just had our two personalities and how uh, they contrasted. And we made nine vignettes exploring that in different ways. You know, and also the themes that we talked about in those nine episodes were universal themes about how uh, Marianne and I view the world differently. Like a Venn diagram. It's like where the two people are different, but in the center of the of their of the two spheres where like there is like maybe connection or dissonance but definitely a new color is created mm. so but anyway in mm. the in the new series killing it we um we tried to we we did a, uh, a campaign where we did three uh screenings one in long island one in boston and one in pittsburgh and that was in yeah, that's I right. think january of 2018 mm. i'm gonna say and we did it at the regent square theater yeah like i think that that was like a big sort of launching point for us to think about that maybe yeah. pittsburgh is a place where we're gonna find love yeah um because in mm -hmm. long island and especially new york people are not interested your your peers are in 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 upfront uh uh what do you call um competition Conflict. with you yeah yeah they are looking at what you do and looking past you. They're like, you're not, if you're not here to help me, I want to see who's behind you, who I can like ladder off of. And that's what New York mm. is. It's dog eat dog. So we found a lot more love from Carrie and people in the community so that by the summer, but like, you know, we were writing, but like we, we were like this, it will be cheaper to do it here. And there are people who want to be part of something cool. Yeah. What else about your show do you want to share with us? You know, with you know what they can expect. It's a um, it's a dark comedy. Yes, it is a dark comedy, and I think um, thing that I that I think is really cool about that makes my heart happy about what we're doing is it's a story a story about friendship. It's a story about um, confronting yourself and. Um, following following your heart and and having somebody to share your life with to witness your life and, and you know and not be a romantic partner but have this like best friend and you know all the while there's all particular you know Tamir's and caps there's this whole commentary on the um on the industry in quotes the the there's any kind of industry that's like clicky and dog eat dog all that kind of stuff but the importance of having someone see you and know you and allowing yourself to, ha to have that friendship. Um, and, you know, it doesn't come out corny. Like, it, we don't ever say that. But that is really the heart of, um, of this story. And, and truly a big – something Jonathan said before we had this call was about, you know, how fortunate we feel to have – our creative relationship partnership. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, the, uh, like to 
just clarify maybe what the show is about if uh, any of the listeners want to watch it. So, yeah, uh, Marianne Mares' character is, you know, like uh, like we are. We're both in our uh, we're both 40 and um, she is uh, uh, like a a delusional, (laughs) a delusional woman who uh, works in a cemetery and finds out that a, a famous uh, one, one of her clients, one of the clients who's like burying their son, finds out this this actor committed suicide and mm. was was like a famous actor in uh, in Glitzburg. And th- and that drives her to um, to like make a change in her life and go for her dream. And then she basically she goes and convinces uh, me, her friend, uh, to to like leave my life and follow on the journey. And in the story, we end up going to this like fictional city where sort of the inner the inner drives that might not be so like um, you know uh, Mares's character's uh, inner drive toward doing that. There's a lot of like selfishness. There's a lot of like um, vanity, vanity in there. And in the journey, we see that mirrored back at us in the way the in the way this world that we go to is the architecture of it. And then she she's forced to decide, like, what are the actual values of her life and what is worth uh, sacrificing? Uh, And of course, there's a lot of like humor, but like it is true that it's a dark comedy uh, in that even the way that we present these images we want to show the ugliness mm. mat- most matter-of-factly like mm. uh the way marianne behave the way mares the character behaves in that first scene we hope like shows the audience what they're going to see like this is the kind of comedy we're telling i i appreciate that when we see something when we see our characters like behaving badly they're they have the freedom to do that because like in real life we don't we don't operate via id we we have to follow the rules of society but like when we're creating a fiction we're allowed to break the social rules and when marianne when mares does these like crazy things that you would never do in real life it's like there's a part of all of our like jealous like the evil insides of us that want to do the wrong thing Mm. you know and that's like what we get to (laughs) indulge yes yeah yeah. And I and I've seen the pilot and it's hilarious. Thank you. I just got to put it out there for listeners. I mean, you both you're such talented folks and um, but in, in all of the ways and <laughs> the writing and the performing and you work so Thanks. well together. But let's not bury uh, the lead, Tressa. I, you're I, actually in you. the pilot. Yeah. Uh, Tressa is actually the love <laughs> interest of Jonathan's character. And she has an incredible <laughs> little scene Um you know, Steve-O, Steve Perry's was our director. And, you know, I think you were the top name. He was like, oh, Tressa, I've worked with her on many projects. She's great. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I think, I think you and I had done that reading at that point with the film Faster. I had seen or heard of you um, yes. in some way. So I was so psyched to have you on board, um, you know, for a very small part. But you brought so much to it. And it was such a blast. The, I mean, working with you, everything about it. Awesome. That's what it's all about. You know, it's the, 
That's it, right? That's exactly. That's what it fun, should be. Y'all. That's what it should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. And that's from the yeah. top down. That starts with, yeah, with the two of you. True. And then when you I have know. a director like Steve, you know, but it's it's from the top down and you you set yeah. that tone. You know, and and allow for it to to be that. You know, way, I think so. it's really important that's too awesome. because uh, same with this topic of people being generous. You know, I've been chasing this for a very long time and the people that have given me opportunities or opened the doors or just like, you know, when I moved to New York, a friend of mine who I knew from Boston had a friend write a recommendation for me to get into the Williamstown Theater Festival. I had not met him. And that was just like a big thing at the time. And like, and that was it. And then I was off and then I was there. And then I had this next internship and like, you know, just like all these various things like people, people help people. And I mean, they certainly can choose not to, but being an actor or being in the creative world is hard enough. Like to have a set that you come to where you feel all like, I don't know, scared or um, the people aren't nice. Like, what's the point? It actually feels very rare yeah. to find um, any type of helping hand often. I think that, especially for me, I I tend to be very jaded mm -hmm. and very, um, I guess, as a defense mechanism, uh, negative first. Like, I, I think that, like, you know, often it's like I, I tend to think like, oh, well, nothing, nothing good is going to happen. And it's like if I lead with that, then I'm not disappointed when yes. nothing good happens. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, you know, the it's it's amazing. Um, it's amazing when like I remember when we first we went to a coffee, a coffee shop with Steve-O. Yeah. Yeah. And the I and we sat with him and he had actually read our rough script. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't believe that somebody was actually meeting with us and excited about the thing that we had made. Because it just seemed so incongruous. <laughs> and then time after time when when good thing would happen because of these relationships and people wanting to be involved, like it just creates like a wave of humbleness that you're like so grateful for for the fact that anything good can happen. And I think even talking about having a friend, like which is what our show, the core of it is about having a friend people throw around friend especially in like the mm. era of facebook where it's now like been around for like almost 20 years that it they it discounts the quality but like mm. when you think of like your actual friends and like the true relationships that are like that it's it feels like a miracle that that <laughs> people are can even be in your life like that but i was going to back up too you yeah. know it's it's and I hope this doesn't sound like horn tooting, but it's like we've worked really hard. And it's not that, you know, if you do good, you're going to get good things. Although if you think like that, why not? But it's like if you got to do the work. And I think, you know, Maris has this idea of like she wants to become famous for free. And I'll have to say, like, I have had that idea in parts of my life. Mares is based on you know, parts of me. And I have found over the years, like, nah, you actually got to do the work. And, um, and by doing the work, you learn and you grow and you meet people in this kind of thing. And so 
I mean, this whole thing has been like a wonderful learning process and growing experience. And, and so by doing, doing good work, by not cheating, you know, you actually grow and build allies and then get stronger and, and, you know, you can stand on your product and, and feel good about it. Um, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and to, and and to, just to give a shout out to um, another great oh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh person who really did help us. So like our script, Marianne talked about, um, you know, working hard, like between Marianne and I, we probably rewrote the script just between us, maybe 50 times. Like, so we got um, Jim Mercurio, As who's a therapist. An, an author. Yeah who's an author and, uh, you know, a, a, a writer to sort of be our to be our arbitrator and to, to like he basically crash coursed us into like streamlining our writing and was so helpful. And he was I met him in the Carnegie Screenwriters. Yeah. It's just like a very small city with lots of things that cross over and um, lots of people in, in communities and um but also the people around, like just the like who this, who the people we've met in the city are is, and and to to be able to, I don't know, like it's basically like be vulnerable pe with people, like get close, um, be yeah. honest, mm -hmm. to be able to mine family stories or mine. I mean that's. The, experiences like almost every one of killing its episodes were based on either some interaction some thought that i was having something that was going on or, or jonathan but take all of that rich material of who we are in the life we live and to write these stories that other people can relate to too it's just like the greatest gift it's true yeah. it's there's so much more at the core of all of us it's the same and it's like by telling by sharing these yeah. stories in whatever vehicle whatever way Hopefully. Do it. Yeah. Yes. This is so awesome. This is awesome. Anything else you want to Well, I mean, just to Pelons? watch our pilot, which I which I'm sure you'll link uh in the show descriptions and you can check all of our stuff out at maresandcaps.com. We will. Thank you. Oh, this is such our a lovely Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. Be sure to check out our show notes to find out more information about the Northside Holiday Market and about Mares and Caps and where you can watch the pilot episode as well as the other projects they've been working on. And that is going to do it for us here. Episode 8 of Yins Are Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Please Send us your stories. We want to hear them. We want to share them. And until next time, be safe, be kind, be good. Special thank yous to Don DiGiulio and for our fabulous artwork, Mike Rubino.